Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. The matchups, the superstars, the games. Starting defense, place at the table. This is Football Sunday on The Fan, a comprehensive look at today's National Football League action with your hosts, Mike Lynch and Rashad Taylor. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two. Happy holidays, everyone, from the guys from Football Sunday, Mike Lynch, Rashad Taylor, Jesse Osman, and my guy, Damon Hickok, joining us in studio. Hey. So, wanted to make sure we say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, um, Happy Kwanzaa, Feliz Navidad, you know, for all my brothers and sisters out there uh, celebrating the holidays today with your family, or tomorrow and the next day with your families. Hopefully, everybody has a, a nice, safe one snuggled up, uh, watching some Monday night football and watching some NBA basketball, which is what I'm going to be doing. Don't you think you ought to get points if your receiver gets pass interfered with? I do. Like, that should at least be 1.5 I do, because you probably would have caught the ball anyway. And, yeah, and and mind you, considering where the the point of the the foul is, I think they should. Yeah. I mean, at least get something, because nothing worse than when there's a P.I. and – you know, it's you're down at the one yard line because then you know they're not going to throw it again. They're just going to run it I, in, so you've lost a touchdown. I think you should also allow me to make halftime adjustments. Yes, that's my one fantasy gripe. I mean, I don't really have any otherwise. But like, say my quarterback like or my a running mulligan. backs. Yeah, like give me like a mulligan. You know what I'm saying? Say my quarterback or running back or somebody gets hurt in the the opening drive of the first quarter. You know, and then I'm out. I'm done with the running backs for the rest of the day. I can't put anybody else in. At least, man, haven't have a. I guess sometimes about of like five for mulligans injury. a year. So like if you like when I had Derrick Henry benched like everybody else did when he went <laughs> off, like if you can say, OK, I'm going to use my mulligan so that I can put Derrick Henry back in and yeah. keep me from wanting to commit or like suicide. or like two or three restarts for the season. You know uh, what, man? No, I don't like how that's going now. Oh. ESPN does have one setting as quarterback quarterback only, but it is a setting that if your quarterback goes down, you basically get to use the points of the backup quarterback. So whatever the backup like quarterback that. does after that, you get to just keep accruing their, their points because who has their back, that person on their roster, but it is a very quarterback specific rule. And it's one that I don't think a lot of people know about unless you're really into the commissioning of your league and are very familiar with all the rules and settings that they allow you to do. But that is one that you can do and you can have in your league when you set it up next year uh, for the for the Sports Sunday League, so fantasy creators or you know people who kind of design the programs, maybe put that in there for for the homies. Make sure that we can kind of have competitive seasons. But um, someone this year may have had the best year ever, Jesse. Uh, one of us in this studio. Now I'm going to give you a hint. It's not me. Uh, I've had an okay year at best. Uh, I, I think you've had a pretty good year. This year ish, right? Are we just talking generally how yeah, good the year yeah, yeah. has been, just or just overall. fantasy? Because we were talking fantasy, so I'm like, I'm wondering. No, no, if no. It was overall, fan- just overall, overall life. I, overall in life, you know what? I'm still here every Sunday, so I think things are okay. Man, I always say, it, as long good. as my fob still works, uh, that that's that's good news. But one of us, man, is is probably arguably father of of the year. 
You know, well, and I, that's 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 going to come uh, for me. So, Mr. Damon Hickok here in the studio, um, he mentioned it a little earlier. He has a son who this past February won the state championship for Grant High School in basketball. Go Generals. Go Generals. Um, and then follows that up with his son uh, winning a huge scholarship that pays for, I believe, $25,000 a year. Yep, correct? from Self Enhancement Incorporated. Um, and then follow that up with that son going to U of O and, oh, well, now you can be a part of the University of Oregon's football team. Yes, it was a very good year in the Hickok house. Uh, he also won the Kevin McMillan Scholarship from Grant. And one kind of cool thing about that I'll just talk about real quick was that Kevin McMillan, um, I hadn't actually heard of, but everybody from the 70s and early 80s that I talked to, my Uncle Charles, et cetera, was like, oh, yeah, that guy was really good. Um, he actually went to Stanford and won the freshman of the year over John Elway. Um, but he passed in an auto accident. But he, uh, Froggy, uh, Damon Jr., excuse me, a.k.a. Froggy, also uh, received that scholarship. And the U of O was really exciting because once, you know, we had the scholarship, he could go to Oregon. And then the football coach reached out to us and were like, hey, you know, we really liked Froggy. We wish he would have come to some of our camps. But we were playing uh, AAU basketball at the time, so we'd missed him. But, you know, it worked out. So I got to know, because last week, uh, University of Oregon nabbed the uh, number one uh, defensive end in the, in the country, number one player in the country, Kevin, I yeah, believe it was. Thibodeau. Um, Thibodeau, is it, now is it Thibodeau or Thibodeau? What are they saying in, in, in Eugene? Thibodeau, I think. Thibodeau, okay. That's what I, that's what I said, and that's what I'm going to go with. So he's now going to suit up for the Oregon Ducks in Eugene next year. I'm curious. The one thing we've been hearing is everyone talk about how great of a recruiter Cristobal is, not necessarily for the student, but for the parents. Um, what is it about Coach Cristobal that just it's, it's so kind of in, in, engaging and endearing? Um, you really feel like family. You know, when we went down there for, uh, you know, to drop the freshman off and stuff. He knew who we were. And, you know, to him to know an incoming freshman cornerback, which, there, you know, there's a couple of them. But he said, oh, yeah, Damon Hickok out of Portland. You know, uh, he, he really makes you feel like he knows you and likes you and listens to you. Like, you know, we had a conversation after one of the buffets and, you know, uh, listen, felt like, I felt like he listened to me. And he's, he's really a good guy. So we hear all the time uh, about the, the the perks, the amenities that Oregon has, um, and I kind of asked about kind of asked about that, you know, when I was doing Dirt and Sprague this week. Is man, how much do the facilities and things have to do with some of those guys making their decisions? Um, as a parent coming down there, you just mentioned the buffet just a bit. What are the amenities like for the parents? It was incredible. You know, when we went down there to the the Dowling Complex, which is the football facility. You know, you walk into the lounge and it's got like wraparound TV screens, like this weird looking furniture, the ring room, the Marcus Mariota Heisman trophy, and the elevators run off like thumbprints. And so like, you know, and at first you're trying to pretend like you're not that impressed, but then, you know, you see the Brazilian wood floor that you can drop weights on and it never cracks and Italian leather seats and you know, the the players' lounge up on the sixth floor was just, you know, they had Xboxes and Playstations, and it was it was so incredible that pretty soon you're just like, oh, this is the best place I've ever seen. And, you know, they get their meals are made to order. Um, so, you know, the boy is eating good down there. He's gained a lot of weight. So if you listen to the station, if you listen to uh, to high school football on Fridays, 
Uh, I've actually covered uh, Damon Froggy Hickok for the past um, three years or so. And so I was able to see him play high school football, one of the best in the PIL. And uh, really, really proud of his maturation as a player. But I've seen his body and seen some of the things that that happened. Now, he was already a big kid going in to college. But then he came back from that first, like, Thanksgiving break, I believe it was. And he was just yoked and just the, the 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 training what does he tell you about like his training habits and some of the things he has to do well I know they lift weights every day and as a red shirt you know the lifting weights is the biggest part of what they're doing you know getting big learning the program how everything works down there and I know uh the the strength and conditioning coach you know they have flex Fridays you can always see on Twitter which is amazing but their weight room was phenomenal uh the the coach is just on 12 every time. Like, he's so amped up and so pumped up all See the time. See him on the sideline. See him on the sideline. He looks like he's amped up. I would love to train with him. Yeah, me too. And he was like that in the parent meeting. He's like that in the hallways. I think, you know, he's just like that 24-7. So, so you have things, great things happening with your son. Uh, and everybody's really, really proud of the job that Froggy's been able to, you know, to, to, to do. Um, but you also have a really talented daughter who – I believe is one of the top three or four recruits in the state of Oregon for basketball. Is that right? Yep. She led the state in scoring as a junior and I think was second in rebounding and first in field goal percentage. And so she plays for Grant and she is just recently committed to Weber State. Is that correct? That is correct. So wait a minute. So two years, two straight years, two full ride scholarships to D1 programs. Yes. What's in the water? You know, I, I don't know, but maybe I should start selling it, you know, something. It's Michael Jordan's secret stuff. That's that's it's, it's got to be something along along those lines. So um, one other thing you're uh, and we got a break, but I know there's been a lot going on with heckling in, in sports right now. NBA, NFL. You just saw, I uh, believe it was a uh, who was it, Marcus Peters get in the face of one of the fans in uh, in his last game. You're a great heckler. What's what's the what's the key to being a great heckler to make people not want to necessarily put hands on you? Um, actually, I'm surprised sometimes nobody has, but uh, I, I try to try to be a little bit funny. Sometimes that comes off as better than others, and sometimes it's something that's only funny to me. Um, but I try to be good natured about it in general. Um, sometimes I fail at that, and I'm actually working on heckling less. Well, well that's good. I, you you do some pretty classic stuff, and as long as nobody want to choke you, uh, you should be in the mix. Uh, coming up next, man, uh, we're gonna go West Coast bias. We talked a little bit about the Seahawks. Let's talk a little bit about the Rams now. They're their lead the NFC West. We're going to talk about their realistic uh, expectations to end the season. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. It's time for some West Coast flavor. Wrong side! Left side! Yes, this is the center of the football universe. Don't oversell it. I'm not selling anything. Come on, stop milking it. I didn't hear my lungs. I'd scream at you. This is West Coast Bias, an in-depth look at the NFL's Western teams on Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten seventeen, Sunday, December 23rd. One more day or, well, Two more days till Christmas, but if you're me and my family, man, most of it happens on Christmas Eve. Uh, we're not big waker-uppers on Christmas Day. Usually there's been a lot of uh, tipping, you know, to be able to to get up in the morning at 7.30. The only people that are up are the kids. 
Yeah, I'm the only tipper in my family, so. Yeah, so, you know. exactly. So, you know what I'm talking about then. Like, Jesse's yeah. probably got his, you know, gluten-free eggnog, you know, somewhere ready to go. Uh, You know, something. Yeah, yeah. so we typically do everything on Christmas Eve. So tomorrow, my son, I got, hopefully, I hope he's not listening, but uh, I got him a, a wrestling, a belt. Like a, the actual like oh, a like big, championship belt? yeah so like the, nice. the the big joint and everything so uh, we're supposed to have a little wrestling match tomorrow evening for for that title he doesn't know is gonna be I'm gonna let him win this one so he's ne- never he's, let him win because he's, soon he's enough yet to they're beat gonna me. no yeah he's he's yet to beat me but I think this is the day where he's finally gonna go over and Dad is gonna let him get the one two three and and get the belt so we you can't let him win no. he's gonna be beating you in real life soon enough well that's why I want him I want him to build that confidence because it, it won't happen for for a while after this I'm going back to going back to swatting all of his stuff out of the air um intercepting everything that he throws like that's just the way that that's got to be for the next little bit but um yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to that but before that man we got football and yes. bef- uh, and so today the Cardinals of Arizona host the Rams of Los Angeles today. And uh, this should be a relatively easy game for the Rams. Now, we're still uh, waiting to see if I believe you said Gurley is a go, Jesse. Uh, yeah, I still they're still going to, you know, double check him, you know, prior to the game time. But it sounds like he's going to go. My my thought is, though, it's going to be more like what you saw to Melvin Gordon last night where he'll be on a limited snap count. They're going to really try to just put him in on very specific plays Hopefully um, touchdowns. And yeah, you would hope touchdowns. Uh, and, and honestly, I, I mean, C.J. Anderson is a type of back that once he gets rolling, you know, maybe he starts to get going that they just say, you know what, we're going to rest early. It's Arizona. So there is a lot of concern there. You're really the, making with, me sad right now. I know. I'm just, so, just – I'm giving you a realistic picture of what I'm, could happen. I think you just used the word that I was actually about to kind of use, so I'll use that as a segue. Concern. Um, now, I've, I know right now – the Rams are 11 and 3. I don't think many people are concerned about how the Rams are going to finish. However, um their last two games haven't been great. Uh you mentioned it, I believe uh let's see Goff has thrown what was it? Five interceptions in his last two games? I believe it's six. Six interceptions, excuse me, in his last two games. Uh four against the Chicago Bears. Uh then la- then last week they come out and they follow it up with the loss to the struggling Philadelphia Eagles. You're starting to wonder right now, are the wheels kind of falling off for the Rams or are they just at a point to where they're kind of bored and they understand that, man, they've they pretty much got their division wrapped up. They've definitely got their division wrapped up. There's nothing the Seahawks can do at this point to catch them with two games left uh, on their season. I mean, Seahawks have eight wins. So, yeah, there's nothing they can do. To catch and they them hold the tiebreaker point. anyway. And they hold the tiebreaker. So there's they, they're pretty much golden as they move into the, into the playoffs. And then also um, outside of – the Saints, there's no one anywhere near close to them. So could this be a bit of them just in kind of in cruise control and waiting to, for the playoffs, or is there real concern right now in LA? I think there's concern. I think they're a little bit tired. You know, they don't have a lot of subs. They just signed C.J. Anderson this week to back up Gurley. You know, they had one other running back, and he was injured, but that was it. You know, so I don't think they're built for a long playoff run. And if they have to go someplace cold, I think it might be even worse because we haven't seen Jared Goff do much of anything, really. Well, as long as as long as they get the two seed, and that's what their concern should be right now. You know, take care of business against Arizona, take care of business in week seventeen, 
get the two seed, you don't have to go play anywhere cold. No. In fact, they shouldn't. I I actually think, uh, based on what I was looking as far as the um, NFL standings in the the conference, is that I don't think that um, Chicago can catch them. You're right. I don't think they'll have to play anywhere cold anyway. So they'll play. No, I take that back. They're they're back. They're behind. Chicago's only back one game, and they they hold the head-to-head. So um, Los Angeles basically has to take care of business this week, and they get 49ers next week. They really should be able to do that. They sh- they should be able to do that, but this is the NFL. They should have beaten this, the Eagles last week. I, um, I mean, They should have beaten the Bears, you know, who I think they're a much, much better team than I think the Bears' defense, uh, led by Khalil Mack, has just been super nasty right now, but – they're just they not a deep that team. team. So their first string is really good, but they have nothing after that. No, they 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 don't have much after that, but they spent a lot of money on those guys up front. So you would think and that's that they the would ride those guys until uh, until the end of the season. I think they have, and that's why those guys are tired. Well, yeah, that, that offensive line, the str- kind of part of the strength of that offense is a bit older. It's not a young offensive line. It's a older, experienced offensive line. You, you think about this is the same thing I was talking about earlier about like them in Kansas City. They just came out so fast. And when you're playing so fast for so long, it, it wears on you. Soup talks about this all the time, how long the NFL season is. We don't get it. We've never played it. We've never had to do it. There's a reason why all these vets like T.Y. Hilton don't practice all week long. Right. It wears on you. It grinds on you. When you're 20, 22, you can, you can handle it. When you're, when you're in your mid-30s, it starts really grinding. And that's kind of where I am right now. I think it's a lot of guys that, again, they're like Damon said, they're just kind of tired. And they're at a point to where they've hit uh, a bit of a wall and – you're, you're going against teams that are of lesser talent. They're the last four games of their season, they and if you look at them on paper, they should be easy wins for them. You've got the Bears. Well, Chicago's the not an easy win. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago's good. Up until up until recently, you look at that schedule, you say they should there's no they they should have an easy uh, an easy game against Chicago. But Khalil Mack and company have made sure they've changed that narrative. But the Bears should have been a win for them. Eagles probably should have been a win. And then they have the Cardinals and the 49ers. Both of which should be wins. I think you're playing. There's a such thing as playing down to your competition, and I think maybe there's a little bit of that going on as well. Guys like Indomik and Sue and you know Aaron Donald, who just know that they're usually better than. But haven't else actually proved anything in the playoffs yet. I would use no. these two weeks to really sharpen up and get rolling. A lot of times, the teams that kind of go into chill mode the last few weeks stay in chill mode. So who? I think Gurley is a huge part of what they're able to do. I think he's really the most important important part of what they're able to do. Establishing a run game, especially as you move into the playoffs, is key for any great championship team. And, like, even if you can't throw the football a la um, Rex Grossman, you know, you need to be able to run the ball effectively. And I, I, I'm really concerned if Gurley is not the Todd Gurley that he's been over the first eight, nine weeks of the season – I'm really concerned about what things look like for them because, again, like like you both kind of keep saying, who's the backup? And and when he comes in the game, how does that affect how how the team is able to move? You see, yeah, CJ Anderson is not going to scare anybody. You see what not having a a, a great backup uh, is doing for a team like Pittsburgh now with James Conner out, and even before that with Le'Veon Bell out, it changes the way you're able to play the game. Like so now without Todd Gurley, who's arguably the arguably the best running back in the league, you know, next to Ezekiel Elliott. What, what, what does this team do now? Well, I, you know, the one thing I, CJ doesn't scare anybody, but the fact is, is that he is still has proven to be a good player in this league. He has had like, 
he literally was a big part of the Broncos winning a Super Bowl. He was an integral like six part. six years ago? No, 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 no. He was, he was r- rushing for basically 1,000 yards behind that offensive line the last two years in Denver. All right, this this guy is actually a pretty good running back. Is he Todd Gurley? No. Todd Gurley is probably the best running back in the league when healthy. How do you replace that? You you don't. But the fact is, is that Sean McVay is like, okay, we I don't know if I really trust this John Kelly guy. Let's go get a guy who's a proven veteran that can ran has ran in a similar system. Um, and maybe once again, going to the it, with our schedule down the stretch, maybe we can get away with a guy like CJ who is a proven starter and give our guy and Gurley a little bit of rest, get him healthy going to the playoffs. Because I think that's the number one thing for this team is, is right you saw health. in Chicago, uh, what happened when you, when you stopped Todd Gurley, that was it. Like Chicago was the blueprint. You stop Todd Gurley. This team is inept because the whole offense is predicated on his ability to run and you to be able to run play action. And that's what Goff runs really well is play action. If you can't run, how does play action work? So it doesn't. So right. real quick, because I know we got to get ready to, to break, but we're going to go around the room. Um, yes or no, the Rams will play in the NFC championship game. No. Jesse? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no too. I think somehow they're gonna stub their toe against one of these really good defenses that they might have to play uh, in that second round. Um, all right, coming up next, man. Hate it or love it, competition edition. I know my guy Damon loves competition. I'm the same way. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, see who takes this one home. That's coming up next. But first, Jesse has sports. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.33 on 12.23. And it's time for Hater to Love It. I am the number 23 of Hater to Love It. Uh, That 23 would be... um, Second best basketball player of all time? Yeah. Both of them. You know, so who's the first? LeBron. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's that's that guy. I'm I'm that one. I'm I'm King Taylor. Actually, don't let Lynch hear that cuz he went on like a five game win streak, which was really frustrating, but this is where I keep my win streak going at the mercy of my guy Damon Hickok. So, Jesse, go ahead and get it started, fam. Uh yeah. Uh He's so, watching Red Zone, so he's waiting um, to see who scores. Let's see her. Uh I'm just all about this Baltimore team. I'm obviously on the opposite side of you guys where I'm like, yeah, it's a great defense. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fantastic. I don't think this is like a best defense of all time type of defense. I just think it's another great Baltimore defense, the way that they have been for basically the last 15 years uh, in another inept offense. Like they have been for the last 15 years. Now we know that that is something that can win the Super Bowl. that it, it just typically is more often than not that the more balanced team wins the Super Bowl. With that said, Lamar Jackson has definitely had his moments, but his moments are not by passing the ball. His moments are from running the ball. Love or hate? Jackson is more like an RG3 or Tim Tebow than he is a Deshaun Watson and will be a, eventually be a career backup. Oh, Do you geez. go first? Yeah. Uh, hey... Hate. He likes to do this. Hey. Uh, yeah, because uh, I, I have to really think about that one, bro. 
Um, because I do, I do think Lamar Jackson has um, a whole lot of growth to, to do. He has to learn how to really throw the ball. But at the same time, I think he has to be given some of the weapons to make him able to kind of do some of those things. He doesn't have an elite receiver right now. He doesn't have an elite tight end right now. Uh, right now, he has a really good head coach, but offensive coordinator who's still very, very vanilla and very much taking care of him. We can't be mad at him because this has been the same case with Joe Flacco. They've coddled Joe Flacco for the past five or six seasons or so because he hasn't been able to really move the ball. So I think this, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot of room to grow. I think he's been thrown into a situation to where he's been kind of a gimmicky quarterback. They brought him in there to do some silly uh, packages with uh, with um, Flacco as a receiver that you knew Flacco wasn't going to get the ball on. Like they haven't really taken him seriously as a quarterback. So until they take him seriously, seriously as a quarterback, it's going to be really hard for him to mature as a quarterback. Well, I love it. I don't think he's as good as RG3. Um, I think they started him a little bit too early. I would have wanted to get him some more skills and learn more, you know, NFL play calling because his style isn't sustainable for a quarterback. You know, he's getting hit 15, 16 times a game, and that's okay in college, but that's not going to work in the pros. And, you know, he had a career high in passing yards yesterday that was like 202. So... Their offense, while gimmicky and may work in the playoffs, I'm not sure yet. It's worked longer than I thought it would. But I, I think unless there's a lot of skill development, he'll be a career backup. All right. Nice. Lots of points that first round. Love it. You I guys like, like it. came to play. Came to play. Came to play. Exactly. Let's go. Uh, we're going to stick there in Baltimore because, uh, you know, I think this is a really interesting. This might be the most intriguing team going into the playoffs. We kind of, I mean, we know what all these other teams are. Baltimore is still kind of a conundrum. Is is this team really good? Like, or are they just a gimmick? So with that said, love or hate, Baltimore is in fact a Super Bowl contender. Ooh, uh, love. I mean, uh, the one thing that always passes in the NFL is defense. Uh, all good offense is really hard to come by, especially as you start getting into cold weather in November, December, and January. And right now, Baltimore is the one of the best teams as far as uh, giving up passing yards. I think they're third in the league as far as passing yards allowed. They're uh, first in the league as far as rushing yards allowed at only 85 a game. So if you look at that, man, you look at a guy that just has to go out there and be a game manager in Lamar Jackson. Like, he doesn't have to throw the ball down the field. Like Damon mentioned he had 202 yards, and that was career high for him uh, last week. So he doesn't really have to do all the things that – every other quarterback needs him to do like he can really just rely on his defense a la Peyton Manning during his last Super Bowl run because he knows he can't really uh throw the ball the way that the team needs him to so uh I think that they can be one of those teams and they play in the AFC the AFC is really predicated on the guys that throw the ball and if you have a a defense that can stop them from throwing the ball and also stop them from running the ball they can make it all the way to the championship game possibly possibly even further did you just compare Lamar Jackson to Peyton Manning uh, Peyton Manning that couldn't fill his fingers? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think they're good. I think he compared it to the one that the, the Peyton Manning that threw more interceptions than touchdowns. Yes, that that's one. the one. The one, yes. that, the yeah. one that couldn't yeah. fill his fingers. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think they're Super Bowl quality. Um, that offense and inability to throw the ball will catch up to them in the playoffs. You know, the teams get better. Everything shrinks a little bit. And I just don't think they're there yet. Their defense is second to none. Um, they play, they fly around the ball, they'll get to it. It's hard to score on them, but I don't think they'll be able to score many points at all. And I don't think they may win that wild card round, but they won't, 
go any further than that. All right, going into the final round. Rashad has a three-point lead. All right. so this is kind of like Tony Reale, and it's just kind of yes, like you make it, it up. Yes, you got it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I just kind of so slap, my slap, feelings slap, shouldn't be too slap, hurt. No, 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 they shouldn't. No, no. I, I mean, uh, sometimes you gotta throw Rashad a bone anyway, you know. Gotcha. So. <laughs> it's usually how it goes. I told Jesse last week, I either win or we're not friends anymore. He, he literally did. He threatened who, our friendship. And, and guess who won? So yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna just kind of kind of keep moving with the Super Bowl theme and. Uh, the question mark that is basically the AFC at this point. Love or hate, a wild card team will make the Super Bowl. Uh, wild card team will make the Super Bowl. Uh, and this could be love. AFC, NFC, either either conference. Uh, love. I think you got a couple teams in the wild card that can really surprise a lot of people. Um, I, I'm just not. I'm. I'm Baltimore is one of those teams that can surprise a lot of people. There's there's very few people that can keep up with them defensively or score on them, uh, so they won't really have to score a lot. 10, 30, or 10 to 13 points might be able to win them a few games uh, here in the playoffs because their defense is really that legit. Uh, the Chargers are a team that probably should be uh, a number number two seed or somewhere around there. They, they figured out ways to keep winning games. Uh, so the Chargers could definitely be one of those teams as well. Um, uh, the Patriots are going to be a wild card team. So you cannot count out Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, more than that, you can't count out Bill Belichick and his ability to scheme. If Brady is older and can't throw the ball like that, please believe they're going to figure out some ways to make it much easier for him, much smaller routes, shorter routes, four or five yards at a time. So look for that to happen. So, yes, I think there are about three teams in the in the wild card picture that probably could make it all the way to the Super Bowl and, dare I say, win. I agree with that. Um, I think the Colts are one of the teams that I'm really interested in. Ooh. I know they're losing right now to the big blue of the New York football giants, but overall they've been really good and really coming on in the last few weeks. Marlon Mack in the backfield has been, you know, really, really great. Uh, I, I would look for them to win in the NFC. You know, again, the Seahawks, I also kind of like as far as wildcard teams go. Um, while I wouldn't want to see a Colts Seahawks Super Bowl, I think that it's possible that it could be. If they were wildcard teams, those would be the two I'd pick. All right, like it. And our winner today, Rashad Taylor. Woo! All right. Thank my mom. Uh, Thank, you know, everybody that supported me. Uh, Thank my man Damon for for pitching in for this win. I I appreciate the lot, bro. I really, really needed it. I think Um, we need a recount. (laughs) We can do that. Uh, Coming up next, uh, sports on the fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Is this John Legend? Yeah, you got it. I'm now on. Troubles will be out of You are not John Legend. Now I picked this one. I did. It's nice. Thank you. I thought it was a good one to kind of get it, segue us out of here. A little Philadelphia celebrate Nick Foles starting today. Yeah. Right, and scoring touchdowns and everything. Nick, so, Nick Foles, possibly the next Denver Bronco quarterback. <laughs> possibly, that would be a good look for Denver. I like him better than Case Keenum, quite yes. a bit more. Yeah, I think everybody likes him better than Case Keenum. So, um, well, as with the Christmas music playing, you know, 
we're all reminded of of the holidays that are coming up. So hopefully everyone is going to have a great one with their family. You know, Merry Christmas to you. Again, can I send a Hanukkah. shout out to my wife? Absolutely, you can. you know, she does 100% of the Christmas shopping. You know, I would say Shout that. out to all the wives that do all the Christmas shopping and leave all the husbands just saying, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, there's a you. new bar in uh, Lloyd Center migration brewing upstairs, and so that that works out well for me. But, yeah, that's awesome. Know. I didn't. So I went to Lloyd Center yesterday. Didn't get a chance to go to the bar. I didn't know they had one up top, but now that I know that, I wish I would have spent a lot of my time there because uh, shopping is frustrating. And yes. shopping for mom and shopping for uh, girlfriend or wife's mom can be equally as frustrating. It's not fun. It's not fun. I, I can't stand shopping. Mind you, I love the fact that, you know, usually during Christmas time, people are a lot nicer and a lot, you know, um, you know, they greet you when they pass and all those type of things. There's a little bit of a smile and stuff like that. But shopping is where the where the Grinch comes out in folks. Yeah. I'm not me. a big fan. And wow. I sat Deshaun Watson for Patrick Mahomes, so I'm really sad about that last touchdown he just ran in. He's in my my lineup right now, so I just got that Njoku touchdown. I just got that Deshaun Watson touchdown. Feeling pretty good right now. So I know what you want for Christmas, and that's a fantasy win in your money league. Yes. That would be great. Jesse, what do you what do you what do you want for Christmas, man? Uh, you know, hopefully Miss um, Marie is listening right now and she's able to If to she's get that listening, for you. she's she's just probably like, "Oh yeah, yeah, uh, um nothing because I I typically don't have a very much of a list." Oh, um If you have a list as a grown-ass man, like you have an issue. Yeah, no, I literally have a hard time telling anybody anything that I want for Christmas. I'm like, "You you know who I am, just just figure yeah, me out." Something. Like, I guess mine would be basically the same thing. I I would love a win in the Intercom League. It's funny because I, I basically had to beg my way into the league this year. Uh, I was, I'm like, I've been here for like six years and I've never been invited to the That's league. That's why they don't invite you, because you're going to win. Well, so Mike Lynch is like, I've never come close before. He's like, I've never been close. And so he had the top record in the league this year, plays me um, in the semifinals, and uh, I'm the one that advances. So well, I, I imagine he's a little bit, you know, like, I was so close, and then yeah. you came in and you just kicked That's me right out. So money wins, yeah. money wins in your leagues for you. That would be, that would be huge. Yes. Uh, for me, I just want some Timberlands. I want some black ones. I don't have that color, and those are the ones I want. Amazon. Yeah, or uh, hopefully, ladies listening, you know, right now, and she can kind of, you know, let me know exactly what she can get. But the best thing is for somebody to get. Something for me to give to everybody I have to get presents for. That's the best present. And that's oh, yeah. what my wife does. She does all my secret Santa shopping. She yeah. does all, all the you have family to do is ask shopping. what you what what would I get for? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. It's I just a big sure surprise. Surprised. I'm always a surprise too. It's like, wow. Yeah. I, I learned that my granddad taught me that. He never knew anything that my grandmother got me for Christmas or got uh, that they got us for Christmas. He was just always just said, Oh, you welcome. And you know, I'd say, Thank you, granddad. And he didn't know nothing about that. But but yeah, what's the uh, what's the greatest gift that you've ever got for Christmas in all your years, as far as you know, something that you opened up for Christmas? What's what's the best gift that you've ever received? Well, it's probably the best gift I've ever gotten, and the reason for my weight gain. But about five years ago, my wife and children got me a kegerator. Ooh. And so yeah, the that's gift the, that keeps on giving. It does, and I'm keeping Windmere in business, and. You know, it's it's you always go in the kitchen and I can always pour a beer. It's like the greatest thing ever. That's all, a cold one too. Yes, that's dope. A cold pint. Uh, Jesse, what's the greatest gift that you've ever received for the holidays? Uh, I got a lot of good uh, memories as a child. You know, we were, you know, not a an extremely um, wealthy family by any means. So a lot of the things that I got were, um, I, I remember 
there was this block set that my dad made me as a kid. It kind of blew my mind because every single block was like like precision made as if it was like laser cut out of a machine, but he made them all himself, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, a comforter that my mom made me when I was a kid. Uh, we had my brother and I got matching comforters. Um, one was slightly different um, than the other, so we were able to tell whose was whose. I don't know what happened to mine, but I still have my brother's because um, for for uh, reasons I won't get into. And then uh, there was this one Christmas. I remember I had a hard time getting to sleep because I asked my parents for one of those football costumes that came with the helmet and the shoulder pads and the jersey mm-hmm. and everything. And I was so excited. I was like, I hope I get this. I hope I get this. I hope I get this. And I remember waking up the next day. Got my little fo- football uniform, so my brother and I every year we'd like to do that little, you know, Christmas Eve football game. So I gotta that's awesome. wear that that's every a, Christmas. That's after really that, cool. So. Uh, yeah. For me, I uh, well, it's there's I have two. Um, one was I think it was, I think it was the same Christmas actually. Uh, nope, nope. So in '98, I got the Nintendo 64, which in my opinion is the greatest uh, gaming system ever. Um, probably the collection of the greatest games ever, um, which include like Madden 2000, uh, WWE No Mercy, GoldenEye, and of course, every, every dorm room favorite Mario Kart. So uh, that might have been the coolest Christmas. But also, um, almost 20 years ago, next year will be exactly 20 years, uh, the number one recruit in the state of Oregon uh, for basketball, Marcus Sahonis, his mom actually gave me my cell phone number uh, that I've had for the past 20 years, almost. Uh, this is this will be 19 years coming up on on Christmas Eve, but I will have had the same number for 20 years, which is super strange, you know, for for a lot of folks. But for me, it's kind of, it's weird just because you know sometimes I get a random call. And it's like Rashad. I'm like, uh, yes, who's this? And it's somebody from. 13 years ago or something like that. So that can be kind of weird. But other than that, like those, I think those are probably the two coolest gifts that I ever had. That is cool. My number's been the same since 98. It's the only cell phone number I've ever had. Yeah. So I've never – I don't even know what it's like. I've got friends that have had, at this point, 10, 12 different, different numbers. Every time their phone goes off or something like that, they have to get a new phone and a new number. Like I've never had any other number except for the one that I have now. And it really so, makes a difference. It really does, man. People know my number by heart. Like, how many, honestly, how many phone numbers do you know by heart right now? Yeah, like two. Yeah. And one of them, I'm pretty sure your wife. Yeah. And I don't, I have no idea what my kids' phone number I was going to say, do you, do you know your girl's number by heart? Yep. I know my girls. I know my mom's. I know my parents' home phone number. I know my best friend Brett's. Or Shout my out to friend, the people with the Nick's. home phone still. Um, no, these one. are all, I mean, most of them are cell phone numbers. You have um, a landline? I do. You, and do you have a landline at home? Just, no. I, I can't. I, I think you I'm older like, than you guys, though. So, I'm, I mean. Do people call you on it? Uh, not real people. Mostly just people from India telling me that the IRS is. Bill collectors? Case. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Been there. Been there. So, but yes, I want to make sure that I say it again and say it a thousand times, man. Uh, the holidays is the time to really be with your family and to really make sure that you, you know, you're, you you acknowledge that you're fortunate, you know, to be in some of the positions where you are. If you're in your car right now or if you're, you know, at home listening, then uh, that means you have a pretty warm place to be and you have things going on. So let's make sure that we uh, acknowledge those people that, that don't have it as well as we do. So uh, is this our outro music today? 
Yeah, I figure we'll just stick with the Christmas theme. Okay. You know, still got a couple more minutes. Bing Crosby. Left, oh, yeah. yeah, Bing Crosby. You know, honestly, I don't know much Bing Crosby. Well, this is definitely this is a the classic. one to know. Yeah. Yeah. Can I hear the uh, the version of White Christmas from Home Alone? That's the cool one. Is that the Drifters? I think it is the Drifters. Let me let me pull that up here. I think it is the Drifters. I don't know who it is. All I know is that's. I, I always think of Home Alone every single time I hear it. So, the arguably the the greatest uh, holiday movie ever, arguably. Yeah, you could argue that. You know. There it is. But, I mean, Die Hard has just been officially named a Christmas movie. How come is, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but Lethal Weapon isn't considered a Christmas movie, and they both happen at Christmas time? Hmm. I've really never thought of Lethal Weapon as a Christmas movie. I didn't even think of that. Huh. That's. I would give that. Lethal Weapon is, I'm not going to say as good as Die Hard, but I think it's in the same the same class, the first Lethal Weapon. Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would say that. Let's classify that as a, as a holiday movie. Maybe right. maybe lower on the list, but I think it should be on that on that list nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Does there what what else? What's your favorite holiday movie, Jess? Mine's is Christmas Story, and it's going to be on TV all day on Tuesday, and I'm super super excited because I'm going to watch it at least three times. I, I guess I'll 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 roll with Elf. Why not? Elf is a good movie. Elf yeah. is hilarious. Elf is yeah. a great movie. I I mean I'm never huge on the Christmas movies. I, I think most of them are pretty cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas Story is kind of cute and fun. It, it just reminds me of my childhood. But even when I was a kid, I was like, this. It had a hard time keeping me entertained. A Christmas Story? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I like a Scrooge, the singing one, because it's got a Obi Wan Kenobi in it. And so when I was a kid, I first noticed it was Obi Wan Kenobi, and they were singing. So I watch it and make my poor family sit through it every year at least once. I've never seen a, a, a singing one. Oh, it's great. This came Obi- out in 1972. And Obi-Wan is in it? And the and, and Albert Finney, the guy who did uh, uh, what, uh, Annie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Over, Old man stuff. Over my head. So I'm really, I don't know. All of a sudden, I just got really excited for Christmas. So you and I were talking before the show, Damon. We're both kind of like, I'm over this. Like, But now, for some reason that I know it's coming tomorrow, I think all my presents are wrapped for the most part. I think I'm finally in the holiday spirit, man. I don't have to shop anymore. I don't have to do any of the stressful stuff anymore. So I think I'm good. Now it's just time to celebrate. Now it's just time to celebrate, man. What's your what's your Christmas drink? Uh, the Kegerator. All right, man. Mine's just going to be the Jack Daniels Zater. That's what I'm going to do. Jesse is going to be the gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah, I got the gluten-free beers. Mm-hmm. Gluten-free beers are... Are hard to find. I'm I think to, I'm gonna get into making my own beer soon. I was trying. That's that'd be awesome. I was trying to find you something for Christmas. Trying to find you a, a nice beer, you know, gluten free, you know, a big liter or something. And it was much harder to do than a lot than of them are like imagine. rice beers, right? Yeah, those are kind of flower beers. Though. Yeah, Gross, dude. yeah. No, there's there's some special ones, but you really gotta. I don't know. Look. Look out! So there, there's one in Canada called Glutenberg that's really good. There's uh, another one up in Seattle called like I think they're like Fish Hook or something like that. But I mean, you're looking at twelve packs for over twelve dollars. I mean, four packs for over twelve dollars. So yeah. I usually yeah, get the extra gluten beers. So more gluten, the better for me. Yeah, oh, that used to be you. the way I was too. And then I'd be like, why is this unfiltered Hefeweizen I'm, hurting my tummy? I've been drinking MGD for the past couple weeks, and I'm, I'm back on some old school stuff. And I'll be honest, I like it, and that's how. We're going to, you know, that's how we're going to play this for the holidays uh, more than likely. So, um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you, Jesse, man. It's been a great year, great year of football, man. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you for, for everything, for all your fantasy knowledge and 
everything else, man. Lynch, thank you too. I know you're, you know, out with your family. You're definitely not listening to us right now, but he right. might podcast it. And he might want to listen later. So thank you too for for an awesome year for fantasy. And thank you, Damon Hickok, man. You can get at him at Damon Hickok, spelled H-I-C-K-O-K on this is your Twitter, yeah? Yep, that's my Twitter. Yeah, so Damon please Hickok. make sure you interact with him, man. Uh this has been an awesome show. Thank you for all the texters that get us got at us on the Better You Today text line 55305. Hopefully you guys all have a great one. That bittersweet music means that the show has finally come to an end. So again, Damon Hickok, thank, thank you, for you having so, me. so much for joining us today. Jesse, thank you as always, man. Thank you guys for texting in. Uh, for my guy Jesse, for Damon Hickok, I'm Rashad Taylor. We're going to see you next week, possibly. Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. You know, Feliz Navidad. Happy Kwanzaa. Peace, y'all.